Hi all, welcome to Should We Jam? This is a podcast where regular but very special people nonetheless, uh, what I mean by regular is not necessarily famous or whatever, so regular folks come to the show and they tell a story. And I ask these people to tell a story because I believe they have, well, first they want to tell a story and second, I believe that they have wisdom and lightness to offer through their story. So welcome to the show. Today, again, you're stuck with me. (laughs) I guess my guests were a little busy during the holiday season, so... I decided to create a story, a true story. Remember, all the stories on this on this podcast are true. This is a true story of something that happened to me about like a month ago. I went to this class in Hawaii that ended up being life-changing. It was it was profound for me and I tell the story of something that happened during that class at a party. Now, typically I play the handpan during these stories. However, my story is actually about me playing the guitar. Something happened and I was playing the guitar and so I thought it would be more appropriate if I played the guitar for this story. It's interesting because I typically play the hand pan, right? I'm, I'm used to composing music with that instrument. I've never done it with a guitar. It was such a different experience. I think it brings a completely different energy to the story very fun at least i had a lot of fun making it so i hope you enjoy it feel free to leave me a comment if you like it if you don't like it whatever feel free to reach out and let me know what you think before we get started i want to thank well first of all i want to thank arizona state university aka asu for supporting this podcast A special thank you to the Transformation Project, which is a research collaborative in the School of Human Communication. I was able to buy the microphones, the mic stands, thanks to their support. So thank you, Transformation Project. I will leave the link for Transformation Project in the comment section in case you want to check out what they are all about. Thank you also to the Change Maker grant from ASU. Thanks to them, I was able to buy the camera that I use to to film, not just audio record these sessions, but also film them, which is giving, I mean, I think it's giving such a great boost to this overall production. So thank you, Changemaker Grant. Thank you, ASU, for your support. And last but not least, thank you to Joseph Bartholomew for helping me set the camera, set the tripod, and all that jazz. You guys get to see the final product of this podcast. Nonetheless, there's such a big production behind the scenes. I mean, just setting the microphone, setting the camera, getting everything ready takes a lot of time. So thank you, Joseph, for your support. And by the way, guys, if you want to see these videos, log on to YouTube and search for my profile. You can find me as Florencia Duron. And you can see the the videos of these podcasts because now we have a camera so we can actually film this stuff. And it's really fun. So again, check out my YouTube channel if you want to see and not just hear these 
podcasts. All right, so thank you, thank you so much. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is coming out in the holiday season. Merry Christmas. Enjoy this month. Enjoy your winter break. I know I will. I'll be taking some time to be in solitude, which is something I enjoy doing once in a while. Um, it's funny, but my my being, my body, always finds a way to to let me know that it wants to be alone. Although I will be visiting my family in Mexico, I'll be there for a couple of weeks, I'm sure that I'm going to be spending a lot of time alone and just in introspection. Anyways, that's how I'm going to spend my holidays. I hope you enjoy yourself and you're filled with love all around you. All right, enjoy. Welcome to the story that I call Authenticity is Safe. You see, when I was little, I felt comfortable being seen. My teacher enrolled me in the school poetry contest. I was six. I had to memorize two poems, one in Spanish and one in English, and then recite them on stage in front of all the kids in my school. That's a lot of kids. Turns out, I was pretty good at it. I competed for eight years, and at a very young age, I became a performer. Later, I entered a high school where the smart kids would go. This high school was no joke. I learned French, history of art, history of the world, History of Mexico, a lot of history, and advanced mathematics. I never really cared for math, especially imaginary numbers. I mean, what's the point of studying imaginary numbers if they're imaginary? But anyways, I became a dedicated student. Then college came along. I learned journalism, marketing, more literature, more history. I was still performing on stage as a dancer and as a musician, yet I was starting to build my identity as a scholar. When the opportunity came to earn money for reading and teaching, I took it. I became a graduate student, which means that I began posing questions and answering my own questions through doing original studies. I was becoming an academic, a scholar, if you will. And I placed my guitar in a corner of my room I would play for friends here and there, but for the most part, I would spend my time studying. Life went on. 
and I became a doctoral student, pursuing a PhD in communication. Me, somehow, still studying. I don't enjoy everything about the program, but I do enjoy some parts, otherwise I wouldn't be there. I love the people, the conversations we've had, and how it has broadened my perspective of life. I also learned the paradigm of I don't care. For example, <clears throat> is reality objective or subjective? I don't care. <clears throat> or are we as a society victims of domination and power-driven systems? Whatever, man, I don't care. My advisor doesn't believe that I don't care, but I guess my thinking got so complex that I eventually landed on... You know what? I don't care. This is getting too damn complicated and I have a headache. So within this strange world of academia, I was somehow finding my true self. I was finding a desire for simplicity. I was finding a desire for fun and light activities over hard work and complex thinking. I felt contempt with this new me that felt lighter. Yet something was missing. I didn't know what, but it haunted me. Something felt incomplete. Like my life was good, but it could be better. third year of the program, I find out that my favorite teacher, who is interestingly enough not an academic and doesn't care for higher education, is teaching a new class called Masters in Communication. Hmm. Masters in Communication in Hawaii. I pack my bags, I tell my students that I'll be back in a week or so, and I make the journey. There are about 18 of us in this four-day class. The class begins with the teacher asking each student, how good of a communicator are you? Each student stands up, gives an answer, and then my teacher gives his answer. You see, this teacher has a talent for seeing people at a deep level and then explaining what he sees. He's not always polite, but he's honest. I watch student after student give an answer, and I'm thinking, crap. What is he gonna tell me? I've dedicated my life to studying communication. I don't want this dude, whose communication I actually admire, to find me mediocre. 
take deep breaths, trying to calm down, until finally, it is my turn to stand up in front of the group. Ah, Flo, the teacher says. Tell me, are you a good communicator? Yes, yes I am. I give myself a nine. Oh, wow, 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 that's really high. I'd love to hear what makes you excel in your communications. But first, let me ask you, what is your favorite form of communication? Eh, probably conversations. Yeah, yeah, conversations are good. What else? What other form of communication do you like? Do you like to dance? Yeah, I love music. Oh, what instruments do you play? Ooh, well, I play the handpan, the guitar, and the ukulele. Do you have any of those with you? Ah, uh, not here on the island. Oh, well, you can easily get an ukulele here and play in a few days for everyone. Yeah, I would love to. Good. Deal. Talk to Gary later. Gary is the organizer. Gary and I bought a brand new guitar and ukulele made of bamboo, both with a loud yet crisp sound. My teacher asked me to play at the pizza party that's happening on Saturday night, where all the class attendees will be. Saturday comes. I rehearse a bit, take a couple of tequila shots, you know, <clears throat> to clear my throat, and then I head to the party. All the attendees are there, drinking wine and sitting in groups, chatting. The night goes on, and I have not been asked to play yet. I think, well, maybe I won't play after all. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. As soon as I have this thought, my partner asks, Hey, when are you gonna play? Someone else heard this and said, Yeah, yeah, you should play. Oh, all right. I grab the guitar, talk to Gary, who almost immediately sets a microphone for me to sing, and then announces, Ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary people, here is Flo. I stand in front of the mic, and I see all the guests watching me. Crap. I was thinking more like, you know, playing for a few people. <clears throat> you know, like in the corner, perhaps? But now, this feels like a concert. that I feel quite comfortable. Typically I feel more nervous when I play, especially during the first song, but not this time. The guests seem super receptive to the music. The song ends, I hear clapping, while Julio, a professional dancer, says Wow, that was beautiful. 
Please keep playing. Well, you don't have to tell me twice. I played another song and another and another. And then the event exploded. I exploded. I felt so me. I connected with the audience the same way I would when I was a kid reciting poetry. I played whatever I wanted and however I wanted. Suddenly, the guests create an improvised dance floor. Middle-aged adults are singing out loud You're Beautiful by James Blunt and dancing to La Bamba, the Mexican song, as if this was some type of wedding or cruise party. Oh my god, I think to myself, what is going on? My favorite part uh, were these two grown males who are watching from the side and finally they get up. Finally, they get up and they run to the dance floor. Literally, they run to the dance floor and shake their booty along with everyone else. a celebration and this is all me I'm facilitating this I'm facilitating fun these people are enjoying themselves so much that I go into full improv mode I'm singing ain't no mountain high enough and during the musical bridge I start improvising okay I want each of you to come to the center of the dance floor and do a little solo dance. Starting with Luke. Come on, Luke. 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 Luke to the dance floor. Luke. Luke. And Luke rolled with it. He stepped to the center and did a little solo dance. And now Julio. 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 And then Julio did it. Then Carrie did it, and then Joseph, and so on and so forth. Everyone did a little solo, while the rest of the group clapped and cheered. I felt like I was the wave and people were surfing me. In other words, they were going along for the ride. And I was the one taking them for a ride. And boy, they were surfing. At some point, I got both bartenders to do a dance solo behind the bar. The party ended and the hosts politely asked us to leave. As I was making my way to the car, the guests approached me to say thank you. You know... I've been coming to these events for a while, and this never happens. You just raised the bar for future parties. Wow, I didn't know live music could do this. That it could feel so good. 
They were communicating joy, laughter, and lightness. After hearing over and over, you should do this for a living, you should get hired to do this. Hey, do you do any gigs? Do you play at bars? I finally surrendered to the fact that I am many things, and one of them is a performer. Live music is one of my favorite modes of facilitation. I especially love when everyone adds their energy to the performance. When everyone performs. I realized that I am many things, and I want to be all of those things. I want to express all that I am. Honestly, I think we all do. It's just that it can be scary to be seen. Real scary. Yet, I'd rather do it, I'd rather take the risk, than stay in my comfort zone feeling bored and incomplete. makes me think of a, another conversation that my teacher had with another student. He was talking to one of the students and he tells her that she's speaking from the head up, not really projecting anything from the head down. She's holding back because she's afraid that someone might get hurt by her communication, including herself that something bad will happen if she shines, if she projects. To which he replied, no, you will not get hurt. In fact, what is the worst thing that can happen by you shining and expressing your true self? That the world becomes a better place? That you inspire others and show them what's possible? It is safe to be you, your true you. Well, that is all. Thank you for listening to my story. Uh, namaste, y'all, from the playfulness in me to the playfulness in you. Thank you. <laughs>